welcome to another episode of the podcast where we pause, ponder, and project. Yes, that is the Poitras Ponderings Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. episode, Jim is joined by a special guest to speak to us about the subject of trust, more specifically about trusting the Lord. So I turn the mic over to our host, Jim Poitras, and the special guest that he will introduce in just a moment. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast, and I am so excited today because I am being joined by a very important person in my life, introducing the queen of the Poitras Ponderings podcast and the Poitras household, and her name is... Linda Poitras. So good to have Linda Poitras with us today. This podcast episode probably won't be long, but who knows, we're kind of flying ad-lib. Uh, that's right up there, almost with flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, my pants in particular, not hers. But I'm glad that Linda is joining me today for this podcast episode. <laughs> and uh, I really trust Linda because I have not rehearsed what we are about to say. But this episode is on the subject of trust. If you have tuned in to most of our podcast episodes, you may remember the particular episode where we talked about life verses, life verses that mean so much to us. And Linda revealed to us at that particular time that this is her favorite life verse, and I'm going to get her to quote it for you, the queen of the Poitras Ponderings podcast, Linda Poitras, where we pause, we ponder, we project, and we even quote the scriptures. Over to you, Linda, your key verse, your life verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Thank you so much, Linda. Do you remember the time that we were attending a conference? The conference was being sponsored, at least in a large part, by Urshan College. It was called Live Less Ordinary. And the speaker that particular night, when he finished speaking, we saw him, or I saw him, walking down the aisle. He motioned for me, and he got the two of us together and he said that he felt like that the Lord was going to send us a test of trust. That was several years ago. It was right before the Next Steps program, uh, which we are currently having Hybrid 21, which is Next Steps, but being held here in the United States. And he said, I feel like the Lord is going to send you a test of trust a test of trust. And I started thinking things like, well, what kind of test? Uh, when is that test going to come? Uh, where will we receive the test? 
uh, how will the test come? Uh, how long will the test take? Because he talked about the test of trust. I haven't done a full survey, Linda, over the last few years, but there could be times that the Lord has sent us tests of trust. I feel like I'm going through one of those particular situations right now where my trust is being tested. I had hoped that I trusted the Lord a whole lot more than what uh, I seem to assess these days. But just about everywhere I turn, the Lord is talking to us about trust. Right down to this morning, going into the restroom here at home, and the calendar said these words, trust in the Lord. Yesterday, pastor preached an outstanding, amazing message, so anointed, and he referenced the whole thing about trust. Even when you look at books of the Bible, like the book of Psalms, you can find the word trust almost in every page, every chapter in the book of Psalms. So it seems to me, Linda, that trust is a major point in God's word. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have anything that you'd like to say about the subject of trust? Trust is something that we do every day without thinking about it. Like you get in a car, turn a key, and expect that it's going to start. And then when you start moving down the road, you expect that it's going to stay in the position you put it in and that the other people are going to stay in their lane. When you get in an airplane, there's a whole lot of trust going on. When you open the refrigerator door, you expect there to be cold air coming out. When you turn on the stove, you expect heat to cook your food. There's just trust everywhere that we don't think about. But the best trust that we can have is when we trust in the Lord. The things that he asks us to do, the places that he puts us in, the people that he puts in our lives, the situations we encounter. There are so many ways that we trust him. I recently had the privilege of speaking to a ladies' tea at our church in New Life, St. Louis, and I was reminded and shared with them the stories of trusting God with children on the mission field. That, too, is a very interesting and very daily, probably, hourly and every minute way that you learn to trust the Lord because that's a part of raising children. However, it's not just on the mission field. Having children and teaching them and loving them and training them to serve the Lord is a very strong exercise in trust. So life itself is full of times and moments and even days and weeks and years that we trust God to do what he has promised. And he is so very faithful. And we thank God for that. Very good, Linda. Since you've started down that road of what you spoke at that ladies' tea, why don't you share for our listening audience, maybe just one or two stories that you would have shared with the ladies' tea. We didn't get the opportunity to go there. I didn't get the opportunity to go but I sure would like to hear 
one of those stories, two of those stories, a couple of those stories on trust through the years because trust is so integral in God's word. In fact, I have a little bit of a stat here. Uh, it says everyone looks for someone who can be trusted. The American presidential historian Robert Dalek claims that successful presidents exhibit five pivotal qualities. Want to take a guess on what is at the top of the list of five? Trust. Right on. Trust or trustworthiness ranks right up there with vision and consensus building when you're looking for a president of the United States. So tell us a couple of those stories, Linda, on the subject, the test of trust. Well, the tea that I was enjoying with my fellow sisters was the day before Mother's Day. And so, of course, that's sort of why I was leaning towards talking about my children. Everyone who has children, is it's an exercise in trust. Uh, I think I've heard people say there's no instruction manual when a child is born and there's nothing to help you with all of the things that life sends your way. We were blessed that both of our girls were born in the United States so that our family, my family, would be present to see them. Um, however, my dad had died just the year previously before Kendra was born. Um, we had been about ready to come back to the U.S. for deputation, and um, my dad was sick. And then we got a call that said we needed to come home. And so Melinda at that time was 18 months old. And when we got that call and had to come to the U.S. Uh, in an, on an emergency basis, we were in the city of Lagos in Nigeria. And that is a, a plane ride and a three-hour drive back to where we lived. And so Melinda and I and the missionary superintendent's wife stayed in Lagos and Brother Poitras and the missionary traveled back to our home and got our luggage and stuff and brought it back to Lagos where we were. And it was the weekend that Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. So as you can imagine, air travel was very interesting, especially through Europe. So Melinda sat on my lap or her dad's the whole way home. And that was a very interesting time and definitely some trust going on. My dad was very ill and we had just been in a very frantic and serious situation, even getting back to the States. And so that was how we began that deputation. By the end of that deputation, Kendra was with us. It had been a very interesting time. My dad died four weeks after we arrived in the States. Then we started traveling. Melinda's now 19 months old and very, very talkative and friendly with everybody. And we had to watch her like a hawk because she would talk to everyone. And that's another effort in trust when you're traveling all over the place and you have a very inquisitive and friendly child who wants to speak to everybody they see. And then Kendra came along and again, we returned to Africa seven weeks after the birth and we arrived in Lagos and we had to spend the night in Lagos and the missionary had planned to get a hotel room for us, but there was some sort of convention or something happening in the city of Lagos. Mind you, this is a city of over 10 million people. So 
Finding a hotel room in a time when there was all kinds of things happening was not easy. And so we wound up in a hotel, thankfully, but there was one bed. It was not very large. So Melinda and I were in the bed. By now, Melinda's about two and a half years old. We're in the bed. Brother Portress is on the floor and Kendra was in a dresser drawer. She spent her first night in Africa sleeping in a dresser drawer. And so it's very interesting how when you are trusting, then God provides, and sometimes what he provides might not be up to the standards of what you expect, but it's still, he provides. And I thank God because it definitely didn't hurt Kendra to spend that night that way, but it was an interesting beginning to her time in the nation of Nigeria, and then in a few years, the nation of Ghana, her life in Africa. So trusting is a thing that we do, and it's not just a one-time thing. It's repeated daily and many times a day sometimes. That story is one that I have often thought about because she has grown up to be a, a very fine young lady who loves the Lord, and I don't know she has any clue if she even remembers the story of starting her time in Africa in a dresser drawer. Well, that certainly is a test of trust to go ahead and start your life in a dresser drawer. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. And I know that you've had uh, so many other stories that could have been told. And maybe on another podcast episode, this one the test of trust. You don't get to choose what type of test comes your way. But in every test, you have the opportunity to choose to trust. I don't know what type of testing method you prefer. I kind of like true or false. You know, 50-50, 50% chance I'm going to get it right. I really don't like the fill in the blank because it's usually just one thing that can go in to that blank. And essay tests, well, you can do your best to provide as much fluff as possible, uh, as many words as possible. However, if your teacher happens to be using a rubric, then there's going to be some sort of gauge on how even an essay test is dealt with. Multiple choice? I'm okay with multiple choice. You know, there's a 25% chance I'm going to get that right. And uh, probably the fill in the blank, like I've mentioned, it's the hardest test for me because there's just one word that fits into that particular blank. I know I probably will come back again with another podcast episode on the subject of trust, maybe a couple more. Uh, but the bottom line for this particular podcast episode is that no matter what the test would be, you don't get to choose the test, but you do get to choose to trust. And anytime the Lord sends a test of trust, it is designed to bring out the best in us. Anytime that Satan sends a temptation, he does that because he wants to go ahead and bring out the worst in us. But a test of trust should bring out the best in us. It's the Poitrous Ponderings podcast. 
And before I sign off, I want to read you just one little story from a book that I'm reading uh, recently. The book is called This Gospel, a Collection of Mission Sermons by Dick Brogdon. And in the book, Dick talks about this story. There was a widow in Brazil with two children and no food. God said for her to go to La Grande, a grocery store with 60 checkout lines. He told her to get enough food for two months and go to the checkout counter number seven. She loaded up and she queued up in a line. She was next in line and the counter closed right in front of her for lunch. They told her to go to another counter and she answered, my father told me to come and stand right here. So she waited 30 minutes for the line to open again. And as they checked out all of her groceries, the moment of truth and Linda, the moment of trust arrived because she had no money. Then an announcement came over the PA system. She heard these words, ladies and gentlemen, to celebrate seven years, checkout counter seven is free. The Test of Trust, the Poitras Ponderings podcast. God bless you all. You may be facing the test of trust in your life. Well, our prayer for you is that you pass that test with flying colors. God bless.